What's on the menu for today? Do my laundry, get my mind erased On a scale of one to five Do you get enough exercise? I can't help myself When I'm off the rails What's going on? Welcome in to the OUA preview of the week. Uh, we've got some great matchups coming up. Once again, there is no stake and claim to the number one overall seed all the way down to last place, Connor. So we've got some games that are going to help decide the fate, but we can't quite close it out just yet. No, not quite. We'll get there. We'll get there soon enough. But let's start this one off. All Saturday games this week, no Friday. So let's start this one off. With a battle between the furthest end of Ontario, the in London, the Western Mustangs taking on the Windsor Lancers. One o'clock start from Western Alumni Stadium. This is going to be a battle of some ground games. It is indeed. And I mean, we saw what the running backs for Western did last week. Over 300 combined yards, six total touchdowns between Wanati and Edwards. But... I'm looking at Evan Hillock in this game, Connor. I feel like Windsor's going to try to make them play left-handed, and their quarterback does a great job uh, whenever teams require him to throw. I think that Hillock is going to take full advantage of the Lancers game this week and uh, shred the Windsor team. I think we might be in the upside down this week, dude. I am with you because I think that Western's going to do the exact same thing for the Windsor Lancers, we know the offense runs through Joey Zorn. So take the ball away, make them play left-handed, and let's see what either Danny Skelton or Josh Shim can do offensively for the Windsor Lancers. So this might be a quarterback duel in a running back game. And uh, we'll move on from there to where we're going to get a quarterback duel, and that's the Waterloo Warriors taking on the Carlton Ravens. Nolan Caban has been throwing the ball all around the park uh, last couple weeks. Tanner DeYoung, we know, can match anyone in the country with his arm strength and capabilities passing the ball. So I'm expecting an air raid battle out of Ottawa. Yeah. To take a, to make a bad joke and a bad Drake joke at that, the rookie and the vet in this one, Tanner DeYoung, Nolan Caban. I mean, we've seen the games from Nolan Caban, right? Like we've seen the flashes, we've seen the potential, we've seen the 400 yards, but Tanner has been there. He's closed the games out. He has that five-year experience the arm, the vision. I mean, how do you stop what has been an incredible an incredible attack from the Carlton Ravens when it's clicking? I mean, not to mention the Ravens are coming off of a bye as well. So there's the added rest time, get a bit healthier, get more prepared uh, and at home. So let's uh, move on now to a team that's riding high in the Laurier Golden Hawks. Just one big over their rivals, the Waterloo Warriors. Uh, Taylor Algersma, Quinton Scott, uh, they had quite the game between the two of them. They're playing the Guelph Griffins this week at home. Uh, Guelph still trying to figure out what's going on at the quarterback position. They got Clark Barnes back, but not overly involved in the game plan. What do you think is going to happen this week, Connor? Yeah, I mean, Clark Barnes coming back certainly is a positive for the Guelph Griffins. No doubt. You said it. He's one of the best players, best playmakers in the country. But, I mean, again, to steal one of your points, you said this about the Laurier Golden Hawks in our recap. The defense is incredible for this team this mm-hmm. year. They squeeze the life out of teams. We saw it even in the loss to Western. We saw what they did to a very good Western Mustangs offense. So I think that a lot of this is going to depend on 
what Laurier is able to take away and what they're able to control with the Guelph Griffins offense. And if they take Clark Barnes out of this, I mean, Clark Barnes, Isaiah Smith, those are the two guys you got to take away for Car- or for Guelph in this one for me. I agree with you on that one. Uh, let's talk about your alma mater, the Ottawa GGs. Connor, if they win out this year, they could be the number one seed potentially in all of you or all of the OUA. Uh, they played the York Lions this week on the road after their bye week. What's going to happen? This is one of those games where you cannot go in too confident because York is coming off probably their best performance of the season. Great special team showing two block kicks in that game, one for a touchdown from the York Lions, and one of the better games I think we've seen from the offense as a whole from York. So they're moving in the right direction. Ottawa in this one coming off a very big win in that Panda Panda game. I hate to bring that one up again. Uh, no, I don't hate to bring that up. Are you kidding me? But yeah, no, they, they are firing on all cylinders. They have a chance here to, I think, have one of their best finishes in the last, what, six six years or so. So they can't look ahead of this game is what I'm saying in this one. And again, as it has all season, it's going to come down to how well their defense shuts down Noah Craney and that York Lions passing attack. And on the road, how well J.P. Simikinda can move the rock. All right. Final game of the week. This one might be the biggest. Uh, it's Queen's homecoming, Connor. The Gales. Be a good one. 140, 140. Are, it's a monumental homecoming. And the Gales are playing the McMaster Marauders, who we know they don't like. They know they don't like. Mac doesn't like them either. Uh, Mac's trying to find themselves, make a late playoff push. Queen's still can be that number one seed potentially this week will determine that one uh but on that note they know they can't drop any games and they are going to be playing lights out that rushing attack is going to be reloaded for queens it certainly will and as much as all eyes are going to be on the rushing attack i think for me this is a guy that you turned everybody on to but for me my eyes are going to be on the passing game and aiden o'neill specifically in this one what is he going to do can he break the game open how are they going to work him into the open field? Because with the ball in his hands, this dude is an absolute weapon. I agree. But we'll have to wait this Saturday to see what happens. Uh, we'll be here on Sunday, as always, to recap it for you guys. So make sure you tune in once that gets posted on the Monday morning uh, to get caught up on the weekend. If you want to check out these games, go get some tickets. Go to the stadiums if you're near there. If not, Maybe you're listening from the States or across the pond and you just love some OUA football. Make sure to head to OUA.tv, free to sign up with your email. You can check out any game live and on demand. And that closes it out for us this week with the OUA show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you on Sunday. And if you're just tuning in back, if you're just coming back on to the CFP podcast now, I will come in with a segue. You said go get your tickets at the end of that one. Go get your tickets for the damn Edmonton Elks game because it's a doubleheader. And if you buy an Edmonton Elks ticket, you get tickets to the Battle of Alberta between the University of Alberta, University of Calgary Dinos. That's a great game of football. Don't even get me started on this one. It's going to be Golden Bears, Golden Bears, and more Golden Bears. Absolutely. But if you can get two games in one, I'm doing that. I mean, they are playing. It's a 2 o'clock start, and then Edmonton comes on afterwards. Are they playing both at 
Commonwealth both, as well. Both games at Commonwealth. Okay, so. so unique stadium, new unique field for these guys to play on. I think the Golden Bears come out. They've had some ups and downs recently. Uh, for those that are wondering where we're going with this, head over to coolbet.ca. You can see the lines <laughs> that we are talking about. Uh, we, of course, do spreads. We don't really pick money lines because it's more fun doing spreads. Gives spreads the teams are harder to get blown spreads out. Spreads are harder. Chance to cover like you did last week. Yeah. And, and battle, <laughs> you got the Battle of Waterloo last week by one freaking point. Yeah. Big shout out to Quinton Scott for running a 50 yard touchdown with a minute left in the game. That one. Okay. <laughs> so, like, okay, timeout. Before we actually dive in head on to these U Sports lines, can we talk about that Battle of Waterloo and Quinton Scott specifically in that one? Like, I know we gave credit where credit was due in the OUA recap, but like, I was looking back at the game, looking back at this guy's tape. He's what? Fast. Fast. Like, sure. Okay. Two fumbles. <laughs> that's not great. You don't want to say Okay. That, no, no, no. Like, my my oh beef my God, with you dude. on the fumbling, we talked about this. He carries the ball so out yeah. He carries it like Reggie Bush. It's coachable. Legitimate. It's coachable mistakes. But it's, it's Reggie Bush, like out yeah. full arm extension. Uh, Open field. Good luck catching him. <laughs> um, no. If, <laughs> yeah. He's got speed, I guess, too, for Reggie Bush's style. Um, but no, I, I like Quentin Scott. He, he good vision. He looks to bounce it outside because he knows he's just going to outrun people to the edge uh, when he gets there. But um, no, very very impressive runner. And with Laurie's skill on the offensive line, it, it works well. All right, Connor, where do you want to go? Time. I want. Well, we do have a Friday game out east, so we'll start there. We'll start in the East Coast today, and we'll work our way west. I like it. Normally go west to east. Let's pop the trend. I want to finish with the biggest matchup of the week. Fair. So we'll go east, west, and then back to the RSEC. Uh, SMU hosting Mount A. Now, Mount A's had a really frustrating offense. SMU has had a very undisciplined year, but it's Mount A minus five and a half. Well, you brought up my absolute favorite stat that we talked about last week, and that is the St. Mary's Huskies average. It might have – the needle might have moved this week. I haven't looked again. But <laughs> as of last week, they were averaging nearly 150 yards in penalties. And I know Mount A hasn't won a big game yet this year. A lot of the games they've been in have been relatively close. But I, I truly do think that Mount A – is one of the better teams, one of the teams that's certainly trending in the right direction in the AUS. And um, I think St. Mary's will get there, but they're figuring it out this year. So I'm taking Mount A by a touchdown in this game. All right. I'm going with, uh, I'm going with Mount A as well. Other AUS game for the weekend, Acadia hosting X, uh, X minus 15 and a half. The bus got rolling again last week. <sighs> Connor, I, I'm going X. They're, they're oh. too talented offensively. They've got a great front seven. Uh, Coach Zach has so many multiple schemes. It just keeps teams off balance. Uh, uh, X is going to cover this <laughs> two touchdown plus spread. Easy decision. Let's move on. Bus All right. is rolling. All right. We'll go to our sack for one of the games, and then we're going to skip out. Uh, Sherbrooke at McGill. The very or the third seed right now in the RSAC. They're making themselves to be that kind of next threat after U to M and Lavelle. Uh, I know it's tough to close that gap, but they're doing a good job of of separating from the bottom two teams. They're a 14-point favorite on the road. Yeah, and they just took a tough loss 
to the Laval Rouge Or. So I think they're coming out of this one angry, pissed off, and I'm taking them in this one. I am taking them over the McGill Redbirds. I've liked a lot of what I've seen from Sherbrooke this season. They've lost games, sure, but they've shown a lot of really good things on tape. I agree with you on that one. Uh, McGill does have a skilled quarterback, but there's still lots of room to grow with that team. So I'm going to take Sherbrooke as well. Uh, let's get into the OUA because we're going to come back to the final RSAC game. It is the game of the week in Canadian football. I'm not even going to say U sports. I'm going to say Canadian football. This is better to me than the CFL slate that we've got coming on this week. Uh, so we're going to save that for the end. Let's talk about the OUA. Waterloo at Carlton. Carlton off a bye. Uh, Waterloo off a tough loss to their rivals. Carlton's minus 12 and a half. It's a big line. And this is, I, I, I don't know, man. Like it, I don't know where I want to go with this one. Do I think it's going to be, could I see this being a two touchdown Carlton win? Sure. But I also think that Waterloo has shown things in this season with a rookie quarterback at that and a pretty damn good offense still where it scares me into this basically two touchdown line. So I, I think I am going to cower out of this one and I am going to go with Waterloo. to. Cover. I'm going Waterloo too. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're making me feel better than I'm good at that. Okay. Okay. Hear me out with this. The Carlton Ravens offense has, they've moved the ball well at times, but the offense has been so conservative in games that they get in their own way. Right. Yeah. Like you look at the Panda game, they come out, they're throwing the ball vertically. They score opening drive. Then they, try to establish the run even when the run isn't going anywhere. I know you try to not be one dimensional, um, but when it's not working, it's not working. And, and some teams try until the final whistle blows to establish something that just isn't happening that day. Uh, I want Carlton to open it up when they do open it up. This team is electric. Kasim Ferdinand is probably one of the most dangerous players in the OUA with the ball in his hands. I'm, I mean, he's, a pain to tackle. He's got speed. He's got separation ability at the top of his route. Uh, and they have a quarterback that can get the ball to anywhere on the field. So when Carlton is not in their own head and in their own way, this team's great. But I think Waterloo is just going to match whatever they throw at them. And Carlton's going to get into a little bit of a shell. Yeah, I have to agree with you, especially on the point. Sorry. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I think like perfect example of this when of what you're saying about Carlton is go cut the tape on from game one. That was the most carefree football they had played all season. And that was probably one of the most fiery games I've seen their offense play this season. Yeah, it, it made a huge difference for them uh, down the stretch too when they had to keep their lead was they were able to take chunks off the field uh, when teams are stacking against the run. And like, sorry, just before we move on, I don't mean yeah. like carefree in the sense of like, oh, they no, like, no, no, but open. Yeah, open. they they were loose. They were feeling good. You could see that they were playing with a little bit of swagger. I guess is all I'm saying. All right, Connor, Laurier hosting Guelph minus twenty seven and a half for the Golden Hawks. I'm taking this one, and yep. it is all purple and gold. This yep. Laurier team, you know what? I'm sorry to your Ottawa GGs. I think this Laurier team might be the third best team might be a top three team in the OUA. Uh, it's tough. They are for real. Yes. They had that battle with Ottawa that went down to the wire. I think that that's a rematch. It goes to Laurier's way. And if they played 10 times, you'd probably have a 5-5 five, five split. Yep. These guys are the class, uh, like 
of their own with Queens Ottawa. Sorry, not a classroom. These guys are in a class with Queens Western and Ottawa that are the threats to win the Yates Cup, and Guelph is on the exact opposite spectrum. Yeah, I mean, like I was afraid to take Carlton at twelve and a half. I am not afraid to take Laurier at twenty-seven and a half. This is a damn good Laurier Golden Hawks football team. I agree with everything you said. I think that if this goes to a playoff matchup between Ottawa and Laurier, I'm going to be biting my nails the entire game because it is going to be. I would close. love that to happen. We'll go Queens, Western, Ottawa, Laurier, round two of the or in the OUA semifinals. Incredible. Yeah, I'd take that. Uh, Connor, 47 and a half points for our always biggest line of the week, the Western Mustangs playing whoever the hell they match up with. They're facing Windsor this week. 47 and a half points. I don't know, man. This is tough. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Windsor because I think this is a much better Windsor team than we've ever seen. Well, much better Windsor team than we've seen in the last 10 years, certainly. <laughs> um, okay, here's here's my thought with this. I'm going Western for this reason and this reason alone. 50 point ball game. 50 burger with Windsor scoring zero points. My thought process before the Toronto game where they put up 21 points, uh, that was a fantastic game by the varsity blues Western averaged 10 points per game against them. That's with teams having a balanced attack. This Windsor team, Connor cannot throw the ball. It's not going to be pretty. So I think that Western is just going to keep trucking away. We've seen teams take gaps out of them on the run game as well. So Western's just going to get back to the same old formula of Winati and Edwards. Yeah. And like I said earlier in the episode, Evan Hillock's going to play a big role in this game. They're going to get to 50 points and it's, it's not going to be pretty. I'm sorry to say that someone's going to get blown out by 50, but it, it might happen this weekend. I don't know, man, like 50, a 50 point line is just, maybe I'm just a coward, but like a 50 point <laughs> line to me is so scary. I like, you're making valid points and you're like okay. making my brain go, okay, I want to agree with this, but like, I can't, I can't, I'm taking, I'm taking Windsor to cover 50 points. The over under is 61 and a half. I'm going to say under. Yeah. The over under is 61 Western and a half to... and Western's favored by 47. What does that tell you? That Western has to single-handedly cover oh 60 my points. God. Uh, okay. Your GGs, Ottawa at York, 45 and a half. Yeah. Give me it. Give me it. You're not a coward on this one? No. Uh, I no. want York on this one. I believe. <laughs> I really don't. I'm going Ottawa. I'm, I can't <laughs> I can't even lie to you. They're, they're going to take advantage of these guys on special teams. The uh, only reason this bet doesn't hit is if Ottawa takes their foot off the gas. I think if JP gets rolling, they crush so much clock they can't put up 40 Fair points. enough. Yeah. It's not that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna dominate the time of possession, and I guess. So I I'm going. No, they get to York on this one. I, think, I just I talked myself out of Ottawa into York. Damn it! I'm going York too. All right, uh, Queens homecoming, twenty-one point favorite against McMaster Marauders. Man, these lines are so difficult this week. What is going on? I'm going Queens. Two I'm going reasons. Queens too. Two reasons. James Keenan. One reason. No. We don't even know if James Keenan's back this week. Uh, one, Mac attempts the most pass attempts uh, in the OUA. Number two, 
Queens has sensational DBs who get a ton of turnovers and they've actually done a really good job this year replacing the sack total left by Anthony Federico. Uh, I think the Queens Gales are going to feast on the McMaster offense this weekend, turnovers, sacks, and they're going to just bury this team with field position and uh, short drives. It's going to be a Queens win by more than 21 points. Yeah, this is not your McMaster Marauders of years past. Of this is not your Queens. <laughs> yeah, this is not your Queens Gales of yesteryears, but this is your Queens Gales of the early 2000s. I'm going with the Gales too. All right, uh, Can West, Battle of Alberta, Bears minus 14. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, they had a, they had a tough stretch uh, within their locker room for the last little bit, but I think they're going to rebound this one. Uh, Regina plus 13 against the University of Saskatchewan. Uh, last time these teams played, Sask escaped on a last-second field goal, and now they're double-digit favorites. Please tell me you're going with Pelletier and the Rams. It's tough, man. This is a tough one because Sask is finding their stride. They're doing everything right, it seems, right now, but so is Regina. So I don't know what the hell type of game we're going to see coming into this one. I think we are going to see a closer game than 13 points, but I still do see the Huskies walking out with a win. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Rams cover Huskies money line. You know what? Last time I bet against Saskatchewan, Connor, I had Ed Macker. Yeah. He called you out big time. He did. I'm, I'm not dealing with that again. Ed, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm all in on the Huskies. This is the game card where they separate themselves and say, look, I don't care what's going on in the OUA. I don't care what's going on in the RSEC. We are the best team in the country. We are going to show it, and they're going to separate. I think that the difference is going to come in the red zone. Regina's defense has been bend, don't break all year. I think that Nyes is just going to, like, bane over the knee backbreaker this week in the red zone. Uh, they're going to be hyper-focused for this one uh, as they set the tone heading into the playoffs in Can West. I wouldn't be shocked if this was like a two score Huskies win, but I don't know, man, these types of rivalry games, they always just feel like, I I guess I just feel like I want them to be close. I do too, but I would really like to not be wrong on this one. Uh, T-Birds hosting the Bisons, T-Birds minus four and a half at home. Yeah. You're putting the Bisons on a plane. You got to fly them a couple provinces over. Not fun to do that type of travel. UBC is a Good ball team this year. So I am going to go to the T-Birds at home in this one. Uh, I think I'm rocking T-Birds as well. UBC Stadium is tricky to play at. All the teams in Can West know, but not many people outside of the conference know how difficult it is to go in there. I think they just kind of sneak one on the Bisons, uh, sneak one as four and a half point favorites. But yeah, I'm going T-Birds as well, Connor. And finally, game, game of the week. Of the week. Laval, QSO. hosting the UDM Caravan. They're not going up the hill this time. Montreal has to head out to Quebec City and play at the massive Laval Stadium, uh, Stade Telus. Laval's plus one and a half. Connor, am I missing something? I have been leading the charge the last couple of weeks saying it's Laval, it's Laval, it's Laval. Montreal one on a last second field goal at home last time. I'm saying it's Laval outright 
on this one. Give me Glenn Constantine, Arnaud Desjardins, and the Rouge A or. Yeah, I, I think Montreal truly just did get the top dog kind of nod in this one for the one and a half point favorite. This is kind of a pick 'em to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm going, I'm going Laval at home. They're firing all capacities right now. Kevin Mitel might be the best receiver, not only in the conference, but the country. This dude's on another planet. That's <laughs> there's gonna be some guys out uh in the OUA and Canada West that are gonna say otherwise. Fine, show think, me you I average think, a touchdown and a half a game. I think you are right on that one. Uh I'm with you though, is Laval, 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 as they kind of cement themselves. I think this gives them the top seed if they win, uh, depending on point spread. Uh so they're gonna be looking for home field. This is just an early Dunsmore Cup look. Let's get real. Yeah, this is match two of three for the Dunsmore Cup. Yeah. Everyone knows it. Uh, all Best right. Best of three. If you guys want to check out the lines, make sure to head to coolbet.ca. Uh, you guys know where to find the lines. Head to the football section, Canada, youth sports, and play safely, bet responsibly. Must be of legal gambling age to do so. Connor, that closes us out for gambling. Last week, you hit me with some stats. I went fishing this week. I got a list of notes here on my phone. You can't, I'm going to like flash it by the screen, but it's there. All right. Hit me with it. Team A is a league worst. One of 11 on third down conversions. Team A is a league worst. One of 11. Yeah. On third down conversions. Yes. Gotta be the Guelph Griffins. It is the McGill Redbirds. Okay. Okay. Which to me, I was blown away by because they have such an athletic running quarterback. Like yeah. a lot of these third downs have to be third and like long. Third and short. Yeah. If, if you're but, one of 11, they got You got to be in like third and five plus. But at the same token, that means out of all of your QB sneaks on third down, you're probably only, you've at least converted or at most converted one. Yeah. Which is concerning. <laughs> I, I would be, yeah, I'd be willing to bank on that one conversion as a third and short. <laughs> all right. Uh, Team A has attempted the second fewest total rushes in U Sports. It was the fewest before this last weekend of play. I'm trying to think. Oh, it's Mac. Nope. U to M. No, okay. With, with okay. Bertram Beaulieu, the Carabangs have attempted the second fewest rushing attempts or have the second fewest rushing attempts in U Sports. I'm stunned. Max got to be like top five fewest. <laughs> uh, this team has 244 offensive yards per game. X. X? X. Mount A, 244 total call. Oh my God. This is right like, this is, man, this is like Wordle all over again. This is like, <laughs> I'm getting like yellow tiles for the right conference. This is horrible. All right. I gave you with like some lobs last week and you're just going deep. I have some lobs. I have, I have some lobs. They're buried. I'll mix, <laughs> I'll mix a couple in. Uh, I just want to feel better about myself here. I'm like 0 for 3. This player, player has eight PBUs, most in U sports. Eight PBUs. Eight PBUs. <laughs> the radio sounds is killing him. <laughs> oh man. Eight PBUs. 
It's a DB. I'll give you that much. Yeah, well, I figured as much. <laughs> but I like I I know who I want to say, but that's not who? correct. Who? I want to say Valenti, but it's not because he leads in interceptions. Okay, you're correct in that sense. Oh, dude. Ready? Is it a Can West DB? You're gonna you're gonna punch yourself in the face over this one. Is it one of my guys? It's TK, Kevin Victor. Oh my god. <laughs> I I should have said TK. That guy's all <clears throat> over the fucking field. Oh shoot, we gotta <laughs> all over the bleep. <laughs> all over the, that guy's all over the field. All right, all right. This team has made one field goal. Last year, they also York. made zero field. Yeah, they had zero <laughs> field goals up until last week. They hit their first field goal in two years. Uh, okay. Because they can't get in range. <laughs> there is a team that has almost identical passing and rushing yards per game. Allowed. Allowed. 240 and 244.2. Allowed. We're four yards separated on a defense giving up the exact same number per game. Guelph and York. No, Waterloo. Oh, yeah. Waterloo's, yeah, Waterloo's yeah. pass and rush defense is identical. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, same team giving up. No, okay, I got you on that one. Sorry, I thought you meant these two teams are giving up almost identical totals. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. No, no, uh, good. Worst completion percentage in eSports. Quarterback. Noah Craney. Jake Helfrich. Yeah, 48.3%. I Yeah. Damn. <laughs> It, okay. it had to be like Craney Helfrich or either of the Windsor quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that was actually the bottom section. Uh, <laughs> this team has forced 11 safeties this year. Bishops. Laval. 11 safeties. 11. They actually forced one last week. It was at 10. I had to go Is back. That, to does that include like today. punters giving them up? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. Credit to your defense for backing somebody up that far. <laughs> That's what I say, too. Um, okay. There are three players that have three forced fumbles. Three-way tie at the top. I'll, I just want you to try and name one. Three forced fumbles? Yeah. All three different conferences. You just got to name one guy. This is a tough one. My guy Gabriel Royer have one? Nope, nope. It was Ryder Varga, Dog. the Regina Rams. Yeah, yeah, he's having a fantastic year, actually. Stand-up defensive yeah. player of the year, probably. Uh, Farinaccio at U2M, who's one of their sack leaders. Wouldn't have gotten that. And uh, Gabriel from Acadia, which is a random. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good year. Uh, okay. Yeah, my next guess would have been like somebody like Fedchin or. Yeah, one of the pass rushers that gets, yeah. gets hands on the ball. Uh most tackles without a TFL. Also now the leader in tackles in U-Sports. Oh, no. I know this because I was looking at it last week. Damn. It's not, it's not our guy, Jimmy Pete. No. No, because he has a couple TFLs. Yeah. Most tackles without a TFL. That's my guy, Gabriel Royer. 
No, it's actually Owen Casey, the U of T safety. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because he he's took... playing so far back, but he's up in every play. Yeah. So Yeah, the, man, for uh... people that don't know, Casey's around the ball. Yeah, he has a ton of range. I, I've been very impressed. He took over yeah. this year from, uh, well, they had Jamal Johnson, and then last year they had uh, Keon Fioco. And then this year, Owen Casey has stepped in and just has taken the role onto his own. I, I was uh, Bob Mullen a ton of freedom to do anything yeah. with their coverages. I will say, like, I don't like to – I mean, there's uh, – Safety tackles is a weird stat. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I was going to say, like, it's, it's inevitable to, like, box score surf. But, like, when I see a DB or a safety specifically with, like, a <laughs> lot of tackles, I'm like, okay, they're they're around the play. Yeah, it that's, could that's also be, like, they give up an eight-yard touchdown in the first yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, if I know – yeah. That's like kind of like bouncing the tape watching. Okay, Connor. This is a draft favorite from last year. Most receptions without a touchdown this year. Oh, oh, oh. A draft favorite from last year. Most receptions without a touchdown. Daniel Perry. No. Riley Borsma yet to find the end zone. Fifth I mean, in the country for receptions with 27, zero touchdowns. Wow. Through the air, at least. Fifth in the country, no touchdowns. That's wild. Okay. This is going to be. Who has his rights? I think Winnipeg got his rights, eh? Uh, one of the West teams, yeah. No scores without the juice. <laughs> no, that was uh, Cowboys, though. Oh, fuck. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> guess the school. This school has a receiver with 26 receptions, 207 yards, and zero touchdowns. So this guy has less than 10 yards catch, which means he's just catching like three, four yard rounds. <laughs> just guess the school. You're not going to get the name. Yeah, no, I was gonna. I'm trying to think of schools that just like throw swings because that's all they can do and struggle passing the ball. Smew? No, Mount A. You're close though. <laughs> they just like Cheeseman is the guy's name. Cheeseman, Cheeseman. I don't know. Cheeser. All right, we've got three left, and these are some. This, we're gonna end on a fun one, but we've got two more okay. to go here. Longest pass of the year. Who owns it? Taylor Algersma. No, Garrett Rooker, 98-yarder. Dude, I suck at these. 98 yards, eh? I think it was like week two against Alberta. He hit a 98-yard touchdown. Long one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, QB with the most INTs and zero touchdowns. Um, He's 0-6 is his TD to INT ratio. It's not Sean Lal, is it? No, it's uh, Mitchell Tufts, the Acadia starter. Okay. Uh, Because I, I was thinking that, like, that stretch of two weeks where Law threw a ton of interceptions. And we oh, never yeah. Saw him. Yeah. Actually, uh, before that, it, before uh, Tufts, it was Spolatini, the Calgary quarterback. He was 0 and 4. Right. Uh, but yeah. uh, Tufts, Tufts threw a couple this weekend to pass him. <laughs> nice. Uh, most Rouges in U Sports. Oh. If you, I'll give you double points, school or player or both. School, player, or both. Man, damn. 
Saskatchewan, David Soley. Acadia's Ben George. Connor, guess the number of rouges this man has. At least 12. Eight. You, you overshot a lot. Wow. You're saying like two, two or three a game. Uh, no, you got to do what you got to do, man. Eight. That's a lot. A lot of singles. Or a lot of missed field goals. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, that it, that's it. That's it. I gave you a couple lob balls, but I, I had some tricky ones. A lot. Those are tough. Ones. Those are good, though. I was trying to, because like I was like, oh, I can't do the same ones Connor did. So I was trying to find more like obscure shit. Those are good. I like those ones. Which school has uh, only sellouts? Laval. Nope. Montreal. They have two home games, yeah. a perfect 6,000 person rating, 3,000 in each game. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that one. That's great. Uh, yeah, they're they're crazy out there. We talk about it all the time. They're insane. I hate that field. I love and hate that field. But that concludes this week, Connor. Uh, if you guys want to check out the games, once again, head to OUA.TV. If you want to get on the gambling lines, coolbet.ca. If you want to interact with us on social media, at Wade Zank, at Connor O'Neill, at CF perspective. Connor, we got new Astros music coming out on Friday. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Yeah, we do. Should be good. Shout out to those guys. Appreciate them letting you, us use the intro track. If you like it, check their stuff out. It's on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get it. The Astros. But yeah, that's it. That's this week. Catch you on Sunday.